Welcome back to another season of Self Love Lounge. I'm your host, Arena Antoine, and this is a place for empowered women to share their minds and hearts to the world. So grab your coffee, grab your blanket, get comfy, and let's get into it. Welcome back to Self Love Lounge. I'm here with a special guest today. So please introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Emerald. I'm 22 years old and I'm a singer songwriter and an aspiring teacher. <laughs> yes, love that. And a lot about what we struggle with, especially being black. And for me, even being half black, half brown, I think I struggle with both end of the spectrum of having racism. And I think it's even like harder for me too sometimes when it's about like not feeling enough, like not feeling brown enough, not feeling black enough. And it's it was really like a point in my life where I just didn't know who I was and I didn't know where I fit in. And I didn't know like, am I allowed to do this? Or are people going to be like, you're whitewash like let's put you into this category and you're just gonna stay there and I'm like no I'm not what was growing up like for you um it's funny that you say kind of like or not funny but like how you ex- kind of were talking about how you felt as though like you didn't really know where you belong and it's like even me as someone whose both parents are black and from Nigeria I would feel out of place if I was with people who were black they would say that I was whitewashed because I've grown up right. with like white people around me all my life like I was mm-hmm. the only black kid in my school all elementary yeah. school. <laughs> so it's like that's all I've known kind yeah. of and so yeah. when I would enter environment where it was mostly black people they'd be like oh she's so whitewashed and then yes. when I would be around my white friends some of them would be like oh what you said was just so black when you're saying that like I can just picture that those moments where like people are like oh you're whitewashed and it's almost satisfying because you feel like life would be easier mm-hmm. if we were white like life would be way easier that really hit me That's so true. (laughs) Then you start to grow up and you start to hang out with people that are the same as you. You know, they're black or they're brown and you feel like, oh my God, like I can be myself. Yeah. And then you start to be like being black, being brown is freaking amazing. And like the whole thing. Beautiful. (laughs) So like, what was that like for you when, did you ever feel like you were like categorized or stereotyped or like put into boxes where you had to fit into those and not branch out into who you wanted to be? I definitely feel like at times I was put into boxes, although it wasn't as like, it wasn't so clear, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like yeah. all my friends were super accepting, yeah. um, which is great. And I'm so grateful for that. But I, I didn't make my first like black friend until mm-hmm. I think it was grade, I want to say grade nine, maybe. I remember seeing, and we're like best friends. Like I call her like my sister, like we're so mm-hmm. close now. Yeah. And I remember seeing her and I went back home and I was like, mom, like there's another black girl. I was like what do I do like (laughs) but like we became so close and ever since meeting her it's like I've realized I'm like wow you know like being black is incredible I feel like she showed me because she moved from Nigeria in like grade six oh nice wow you guys were the yeah we have completely different upbringings Mm -hmm. and but like now we're I mean I was born in Canada but we're both in Canada now and so it's interesting to talk to her and like get her feedback on things. And like, I've definitely embraced myself more through Mm -hmm. knowing her and like 
the people that she knows and just knowing other people. So it's been really great. Yeah, totally. And I love like when we talk about like white privilege, we start to feel like, oh my God, like there's so much heaviness to this. Mm -hmm. And like, how would you explain what is white privilege for those that are kind of like, oh, like I know what it looks like, but I don't know truly what it is. Yeah, I think, well, okay, well, I was watching the um, Olivia Jade Oh my god. Um if anybody doesn't know who Olivia Jade is, I'm yeah. she's a YouTuber and YouTuber, she yeah. did some horrible well her parents and her like did something that brown or black or anybody colored would never get away with. Yeah, basically. And so she went on a red table talk to kind of clear her name, talk about the whole situation. And I remember watching it and the mom of Jada Pinkett Smith yeah. was asking, Do you know what it is now? Like do you it, do you know? what you have you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth just based off the color of your skin the way she was describing it and the way that i kind of interpreted it Mm -hmm. was that white privilege is like you just you automatically are gaining this completely different life just by the color of your skin because of the way the world works you know yeah literally So it's like you take me and you take olivia jade and it's like even if she wasn't rich yeah just her or like famous or whatever just by being white she has her foot in the door and by me being black I don't (laughs) yeah exactly and like it's almost like I found it really frustrating to know like her parents bought her an education and I know when I was applying to BBC I was super stressed like there was a chance that I wasn't gonna get in you know (laughs) right And like for her, it was like super easy. It was like an accessory bag that she was buying and she was picking like which one she was going to get. And Mm -hmm. when she got caught, it was like, we can't feel like I can't feel bad for her. Like I I really can't. Like even if she did the worst thing possible, like she's still making YouTube videos. She's still making money. She's still going to get a Prada bag. Like no matter what she does, Mm -hmm. she's going to be fine. Yeah. Like there are people like if this were to happen to somebody who was of color, their parents got out of first of all, their parents probably would not have come out of jail. No, <laughs> like, no. Oh my god. Like, no. Lori Laughlin, the mom, just like got out of jail after a couple of months or whatever. It was like a month, one month. No way. Oh yes, one month. And she was like at the best prison like facility. Like she was being, tr- it was like a hotel stay, you know? Like, see? Yeah. It's just like that is literally the epitome of white privilege. How can white people acknowledge this instead of feeling attacked? Because mm-hmm. some people will be like, oh, like I've personally felt attacked when everything was happening with the Black Lives Movement. But it was yeah. like, it was a call out. Like we were calling everybody out. This was, oh. this has been happening for like years, yeah. years. This and thank goodness central (laughs) exactly and like thank goodness for covid when everybody started awakening all of a sudden but i find it really hard to watch like these videos that were coming up and like it was so like i had to turn off my social media like i was just like super affected in a way that i never knew like i would be i'm not even joking i was the exact same like i think i deleted instagram the app off my Mm -hmm. phone and then i took off snapchat because like everywhere i went it was Mm -hmm. there when you're not white you already know all those things mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i mean like yeah you no know racism you know what it looks like you know like it can be super extreme and super subtle yeah. but like when it's extreme all the time on your phone in your yeah. life well i was like i can't mm-hmm. <laughs> and even like i i noticed this like especially when you go to the states and when you're crossing the border mm-hmm. like i never knew that i was actually afraid of crossing the border sometimes and when there was like a 
cop, I would be afraid. And I didn't even know that because <laughs> because my white boyfriend, I was like, don't you ever feel scared? And he's like, no, no, yeah. I don't. And they never asked me that many questions. Only when I was in the car with him, they would mm. ask him like, where are you going? Why aren't you at work? Who is this? Yeah. And I just like, oh, like that makes me so mad. Like it's so it scary. So yeah. It's scary. Right? It's so scary. It's funny. I'll be like, well, now because I mean COVID, but like before mm-hmm. COVID, I'd be hanging out with friends and we'd go like driving or whatever. And if I heard like or saw a cop, the sirens would go off. Mm-hmm. I automatically, like, not even, it just gave me anxiety, yeah. you know? And all my friends never understood it yeah. until like Black Lives Matter, like last year happened. They're all exactly. like, oh, I get it now. I'm like, yeah, I can't just, I mean, like, this is the thing is like Canada is a great place racism still exists like mm-hmm. some people think that just because we live in canada racism is not a thing and it's, yeah. like, it's still a thing you guys no it's still a thing even when i was five like i remember like this one time okay the story is so prominent because i realized this like at 21 years old i remember this one time i would bring like different lunches and this one time i brought like the whitest <laughs> the I'm whitest that means that i did too oh my god like this one time I used to bring like in like bread with like ketchup and it was like weird to my white friends okay and to me like it was so good it was like the best day of ever yeah (laughs) and this one time I brought ravioli like cheese ravioli and this is white food okay like this is things that like everybody knows you can buy it at Costco like it's available in Canada and this girl like looked at me and she was like oh my god it smells really bad and she was like making a funny face and I was so sad I was just like eating by myself and she was like being so rude and then I realized like she didn't want to be my friend not mm. because of the macaroni and cheese but because I was I'm sorry but like black and brown like she was like yeah. I don't want to be friends with her like she looks different and like that story just like that was the story of my life like people looked at me differently and if you messed up it was worse for you to mess up than somebody else so yeah wow that is so true I definitely and you know what I felt that too I didn't even realize that until you just said yeah. that like <laughs> now I remember going to school and I would even have like I would just have you know my little chicken or I'd have like my mom would always make these meat pies that they would make in Nigeria and Uh I would bring them and all my friends would be like what is that and you're just like this is normal to me like this is what I eat every day you why your butternut squash ravioli (laughs) smell like what (laughs) yeah yeah and even if you were gonna bring like a butter ravioli and stuff they would still look at you like this isn't normal you know literally so I I totally relate with that and I think it just like as you get older it gets like it gets different like you're accepted but they still say racist things like I remember going down the hallway and this is so prominent again but like Mm -hmm. I had people that would be like oh my god she's Indian and they would laugh at me and like behind yes behind the lockers and as a grade seven, like I was so insecure already. So I was like yeah. super sad. So I never acknowledged that I was brown or black in school until mm-hmm. I was out of it. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to own it. But I think like it was like shameful. Like I was ashamed of who I was. Mm, all because they were just like, oh, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know, like for me, like I was the only brown person in that school that would hang out with like the white people. And yeah. this one time people will be like, did you ever notice like you're the only brown person in the circle? But like you're whitewashed though. You're like, when you're like whitewashed, you know what I mean? I feel like we've lived the same life. <laughs> oh my god it's so funny that we can relate on this it's just so sad though it's like 
Right. Like, and I think it definitely stems from just people looking down at you or even Mm. people trying to make sense of you because you don't look the same. And so they feel like they need to like dissect you like from like your body and like your color. And like, what did you feel like when you were growing up? I honestly, I feel like I was very lucky because I, my white friends were really accepting. Mm -hmm. But they would do those little things, you yeah. know? And I didn't know that until, like, growing up and, like, realizing like, it. I was lucky, but they also were... But at the same time, we're all kids. Like, mm-hmm. what? But then it's like, where do they learn that from? You yeah. know, they have to learn racism. You don't, you're not just born a racist. Yeah. And like, where do we draw the line? You know, like, even like kids that are experiencing racism today, like, you know, what are the support available? Like, do you feel comfortable talking to your teachers? Because I didn't. I had white teachers that would like ask me like, why is your name Antoine? Like, like I didn't deserve that name because it was too white. And I was just you so uncomfortable. Some nerve. <laughs> Questioning my own name? Yeah. And I think that's, that's the key. It's like growing up was uncomfortable already, but like mm-hmm. being colored was even more uncomfortable people made us feel uncomfortable because they didn't have the education to go about the situation yeah the second somebody sees that somebody is different or the Mm -hmm. second somebody notices that somebody else is different yeah they i feel like my mom has always said Mm -hmm. she's like listen black people like they have magic people of color like we have magic and when Mm -hmm. people see us they get intimidated that's always how my mom yes i i couldn't agree more with your mom when i was little i was like you can't say that everybody's the same like i was like how are you how could you say that now like i kind of see it i'm like you know what it's true like we are extravagant people like regardless yeah i feel like there's a reason why all of the craziness, 400 year, whatever, all the slavery, all the whatever, they saw something in us. They just couldn't take what we had. Yeah. And they just were like, you know, we're just going to yeah. be down to the Cause ground. Because like, yeah, because I think even like when you think about like big butts and like people are getting implants and bigger lips and like all this, like I already have this, you know, like we already have this. Literally. So like, you know, this cultural appropriation is like so prominent and people like don't acknowledge that. They're just like, well, we just want to look tan. Like, yeah. you know, like I love Ariana Grande. love her, like love her music. But mm-hmm. also like she is white, but she like goes to the tanning salon and she literally looks black. Like, yeah. I guess like the question that I ask is like, how? How can we educate people without feeling like we're offending them? Because I feel like I'm offending them and I feel like I can't stand up for myself because I'm so scared. Yeah. I think, honestly, I feel like the most important thing is just to have conversations. Like, Mm -hmm. even if it's people need to be okay with being uncomfortable. Like, it's awkward to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And nobody likes to feel uncomfortable, obviously, because it's uncomfy. Yeah. But if we have those conversations, and we have a safe place to navigate it all. Yeah. Then if you say the wrong thing, you know that it's okay because we're all just learning, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, if, as long as you're having conversation, you're like, hey, I might not say this the right way, right, but right. can we just talk about this? Or like, mm-hmm. I had friends like during that whole George Floyd, all that craziness, I had a couple of friends who were like, hey, like, I don't know what to do. Like, what, what, mm-hmm. what do I do? And I'm like, I genuinely, I don't mind having conversations with you. Yeah. I don't mind talking about things, but like, if you want to learn, don't come to me. Like, I'm yeah. not an encyclopedia for all things <laughs> yeah. black. Yeah. There is Google. Mm-hmm. You have a phone. Search it up. Figure out what you want to learn. Like, it's Black History Month right yep. now. Want to learn? Like, you things. know what? 
I think there was a situation this week and I didn't even realize this until I was talking to my boyfriend who is white by the way and I was like talking to him and I was like this person who came into work this girl was accusing my white friend of being racist and so being the only person that is brown at the moment so I went to the situation just to assess like hey what's going on I feel like what she was saying that my my coworker was being racist didn't apply and I and I think that it was just about getting a free bag and just and then she accused me of being racist Mm. and then I was like you know what like I hear you like I advocate for it like I'm all about it I'm brown and I'm black like I mean I've experienced racism and so that really hit me really hard but then realizing like that situation happened to my white friend and how is she going to go about it and at the end of it at the end of the situation she was like my boyfriend's brown I can't be racist that I didn't I didn't quite comprehend during that situation but when I told my boyfriend he was the one educating me he was like I hate when white people say that like I have a brown girlfriend I can't be racist you know and to me like I think she didn't know like she didn't know what she was saying and I feel like I should have said that's not something you should say like educate her on that point and I think I missed that because I was so uncomfortable myself how would how do you feel about that like yeah it's honestly I feel like it's so hard to just like especially in the moment that's something I'm trying to work on is like if yeah. somebody says something like that or mm-hmm. that's like a little like a little subtle like not even su- like that's just not even okay yes like, you know how to like I don't even know how I would go about that like yeah. I want to be able to be like uh I mean that doesn't mean that you're necessarily not racist not that yeah. I'm calling you one but like you can't yeah. just you that. can't just like, say that like it's not the right no. terminology or like the phrase to use this like I'm sure like yes you're dating a brown person like amazing like good for you but like I don't think like just because you're dating a brown person doesn't make you not racist or not able to be racist if that makes sense right literally if I have a friend who worked at Safeway and I go (laughs) oh uh, I'm not racist because my white friend works at Safeway like what (laughs) exactly exactly and so racism right now is being thrown in different areas like just because and I think we need to be so careful when we're using it so we can actually make a change you know and I think that situation at work where she was kind of throwing it out also kind of hearing her out until like how she feels and how she feels so defensive and where that's coming from mm-hmm. but I also feel like we should really be mindful of when we're using the word racism and like yeah. racist because it's I, really heavy it's super heavy and I feel like because it's so heavy people shy away from talking about it and people mm-hmm. they don't want to be it and you know it's like this like crazy like don't do that don't mm-hmm. do that and so I think it's really important to be careful with it and just I don't know we just got to be careful yeah I think so too like even like even us having this conversation about it like this is like such a good environment to be like this is what I experienced and you experience the same thing too very similar situation just different circumstance I know a lot of people were so quick to be like black lives matter but then right now we're in the black history month and nobody's posting about it nobody's you know educating themselves on it nobody's doing anything about it really it's like it never happened and so like what is your advice on like how can we support the black history month you would like to see something that I would like to see is just this is the thing is on social media when Mm -hmm. black lives matter was going on and everything everyone was posting about it i don't think necessarily posting about it means that you support it Mm -hmm. like you can support black lives matter by like uh, following a business or like you know you know what i mean it's like just like the little things but matter also talking about it just like learning about it being there for people just Mm -hmm. being like an overall good human being and ally if you posted about black lives matter 
Mm-hmm. during the, that time tw- in 2020 going around and you're like black lives matter this that you have the black fist in your bio or whatever and now it's black history month and like your account is dead i don't hear from you like you're just not really yeah. following not really doing anything to support anybody it's like then that that is what needs to change like yeah. that's when there's a problem yeah and that's when you should be going out supporting people following businesses liking posts or just contributing to what you can you can donate you can yes. like you don't have to post it in order to be mm-hmm. like oh i support i'm gonna donate and post it yeah but, like, you can just do that in your free time and if somebody asks you you can answer them you know exactly what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think you couldn't have said it any better. Like it doesn't need to be like a big gesture where everybody needs to know. It's literally just for yourself, for yourself to have the education. You know, I think you mentioned like a movie that you watched with Michael B. Jordan. I think it was like, he was a lawyer. Just Mercy. I think it came out in 2019 or something, Mm -hmm. but it has Michael B. Jordan and Jamie Foxx. And um, it's basically about this uh, black lawyer or black guy who was, he went to Harvard, became a lawyer, mm-hmm. and he went to Alabama to mm-hmm. help other black people who were in the jail. Yeah. And a lot of them were there for reasons that they, they didn't even do anything. Mm-hmm. And so he meets Jamie Foxx and like tries to help him because yeah. he was convicted of killing this white 18-year-old girl and when he didn't even do it. And so mm-hmm. that's basically the whole movie, but it's yeah. incredible. And it just shows you how like, how... It's like the epitome of racism, you know, mm-hmm. and the epitome of white privilege because yeah. everybody around them, all of the higher power government people, the mayors, they're all white mm-hmm. and they do not care what evidence, not care. Yeah. Meanwhile, the only reason the guy is in jail is because what they had one witness say that he killed the girl. That's it. Right. So it's like crazy. I find it so hard to to watch these movies. And also like the one that I watched was on Netflix and it was When They See Us. I think it's called When They See oh, Us. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And oh my God, like even those kind of movies, it just makes me so angry. Like it's like I'm screaming at a screen. Nobody can yeah. hear me, you know? And it, that's what it feels like watching it. And I think we should be watching it. We should be watching these movies because that's the reality of things. And hopefully like even anybody can watch it and that would be something that you're educating yourself on even if it's horrible and hard to watch but yeah like I find it so hard to watch these movies sometimes I was writing a paper this one time and it was about Rena Verks and she was this was like in 1999 and she was killed um by another 13 year old girl they were both 13 and she was white and she killed her out of a racist act yep and she drowned Rena Verks and she like put a cigarette like it was very very violent Wow. And in 1999, like no one really talked about racism. Like yeah. it wasn't mentioned. They kind of blamed it on Rena Verks for not fitting in because she didn't look like other people, other white people. And today the killer, I'm going to call her the killer because she's yeah. a killer. She killed somebody. Yep. Yep. She killed somebody is able to like get pregnant. She's getting out and all these things. Living her life. Exactly. And when I was writing it, I felt like so angry at the world. And I was like in this mindset to like, oh, like I hate people. Like I'd look at people and I'd be like, oh my God. But also like, how do we like deal with this anger that sometimes we may have? Like, how do you process everything? You know what? I had this conversation with my mom a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. because we watched Just Mercy. My mom specifically does not really watch movies like that Mm -hmm. because she gets mad 
Like mm-hmm. she gets really mad. So I, and I don't blame her like at yeah. all. She's yeah. experienced way more than me. Me, I'm only I'm only 22, but she's experienced so much more than me. And so yeah. we watched this movie and I was like, mom, I'm mad. Like, I'm actually mad at people. Mm-hmm. Like, why mm-hmm. do they do this? To us? Mm-hmm. What did we do? What did I know. Start oh, in yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so she was like, honestly, Emerald, you can't be angry. Like my mom has always said this to me. She's like, there is no, first of all, life is too short. Yeah. To be angry. Mm-hmm. And although all this craziness, all this racism, this re- inequality, the only thing that we can do genuinely mm-hmm. is just love one another. Yeah. And hopefully it'll pass on. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so it's hard out of our control. It's so hard. But it's like, if I don't ever want to be what was done to me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. I can't, I can't. I, I can be angry and like be angry, have your moment. Me personally, I don't, I could not sink down to the level of like, oh, that girl's white. Like I'm going to touch her hair. Like I'm going to, yeah. I don't, like I, ca- I can't do it. That's mm-hmm. not somebody who I want to be, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, me too. But I just try not to be angry, but it's really difficult. Hard, and I just yeah. try to love everybody. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think like for me, like, something that I need to get better at is expressing when I need to express something. Like even that girl that said like, I can't be racist because my boyfriend's brown. I think in that moment, I need to be better at like being like, hey, like, I don't think that's appropriate for you to say because. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what we all need to try to do is to just like stand up for ourselves as best as we can, as respectful that we can and Mm -hmm. just never do it out of place of hate and always love because that's what we're asking. We're just literally asking genuinely i feel like like if you were to say to that girl like i don't really feel like what you said was like the greatest thing or whatever you would have said you know if we were just all everybody the whole human race just Mm -hmm. have like an open mind you know you would have taken that and been like oh you know what i'm sorry like i didn't mean it that way and she would have explained her piece and you would have been like no it's totally fine i just wanted to express how i and conversation done no hatred break the bandage off exactly yeah that's how the world should be like everybody should just be open to understand and like hear each other out yeah i think like i just want to talk about this because this was like so it like literally stuck to me and like Okay, so The Bachelor Mm. (laughs) and Chris Harrison. (laughs) Chris Harrison um, was defending this girl who was being racist. She went to like a South like party, some racist thing. And he was defending her about saying like, it is okay in 2018 because, you know, people weren't woke. He used like the woke police. And like in 2020, I feel like if it were to happen then, it it wouldn't be okay. Yeah. And he was saying that on national TV, you know, like people are going to react. And he was just like, you know, saying all these racist things and saying like the woke police, You like he had an issue with the woke police and you could tell because he kept mm-hmm. like, you know, saying it. And he's like, you know, it was just a girl, a white girl who went to a party, had fun, drank and went home. But like, but the girl who was interviewing him was like, it's never okay. Mm. You know, Chris Harrison felt great about the conversation. He was like, thank you for, for the fact that we can disagree. And Rachel, the girl that was interviewing him was like, 
I'm so uncomfortable by this conversation and he's obviously going to get backlash, which he is. And he's stepping down from the bachelor nation, but then he felt the need to apologize after people were canceling him or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, like your privilege is so on display. And like, you feel like, you know, you could say whatever you feel like saying and you're justifying playing like racist games or like going to racist parties by saying that it's okay in 2018, but mm. not in 2020, you know? 2020. Wow. Right now, there's a huge cancel, cancel culture yes. situation, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like cancel culture has been a thing, but right now, <laughs> everybody's being called out. Yes. Everybody's being canceled for like everything <laughs> everything yeah whether it's racism whether it's somebody like doing something really minor like that gorilla glue girl oh my god <laughs> that's a whole nother thing but oh like, my god. like canceling i feel like wouldn't even be a thing if we all just had an open mind or like yeah. if we all just like like beat each other down like that yeah. like that comes for anything like mm-hmm. race like anything like it's just like why are we so why are we like that and then it's yeah. also the whole him being able to apologize after the fact that he did all that. Like a lot of people, especially people of color, they wouldn't even get the chance or the breath to be able to apologize. Oh my God. No cancel right away. Literally. Yeah. Even like apologizing, like knowing what you're apologizing for and not just apologizing because you got caught. Like you want to make it like you're really coming from a place where you are educated now and now you can apologize because you understand why people are angry and i think he missed that point for Mm. sure i think a lot of people miss that point of the argument or why people are angry or why people are woke like just to wrap this up if you could go back um and give your younger self one piece of advice what would it be actually okay wait i have a thing on my phone okay love that love that so i have these quotes on my phone whenever i hear a good quote i just I love them. So I just yeah. always write them down. But I wrote down forgiveness is the key to change. Mm. And that I, I heard it in uh, an episode of Euphoria. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. I love so, Euphoria. It's so, right. It's so good. So but good. it's so true. Like, and yeah. that forgiveness is in like everything. So like concerning what we were talking about, we can be mad. Like we have the right to be upset as people yeah. of color at, you know, everything that, white people have done to us Mm -hmm. but it's like if we don't forgive there's no change like there is no change we have in order to make change they have to do their part but we have to do our part and forgive and so i would just say to my younger self like listen whatever they're saying whatever if they don't like the smell of your food it's okay just continue to love them continue to live your life show them who you are like don't be small Mm -hmm. just Try to continue to be you. and Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And for anybody listening, where can we find you on social media? And do you have any current projects that you're working on? Yes, I do. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram at emerald with two Ds underscore you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have a music account. The name is artist name is Braids, but it's spelled B-R-V-I-D-Z. Okay, yeah. Um, and you can so you can follow me on Instagram at B-R-V-I-D-Z music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually have a song that's coming out February 16th. I have a song dropping called 2021, and it's basically about Ooh. every kind of everything we talked about not oh my God, yes 
Oh my God, I cannot wait. I'm going to actually follow your second account um, because I don't think I follow it yet. So yeah, I'm so excited. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And thank you so much for having me. A little reminder, how can you support Self Love Lounge? Please subscribe, rate stars, write a review. And you can also find us on Instagram at selfloveloungeunderscore. And I will see you all every other Wednesday.